today we get to talk about the great Ubuntu market share nosedive that is currently unfolding in front of our very eyes. This is the Lunduke Journal podcast for April 18th, 2022. I I should preface this. I should I should make this gigantic preface. Big old asterisk on this one. This is not an anti-Ubuntu rant. This is not me dogging on Ubuntu. Um, I've used Ubuntu and Ubuntu derivatives on and off for as long as there have been such things. As long as there have been warty warthogs that have roamed the earth, I have used some form of Ubuntu, at least occasionally, and in some cases, I have absolutely loved them. Uh, Some of the releases of Ubuntu over the years have been nothing short of spectacular. I literally wrote an article, and I can't remember which version this was about right now, but in, in my review of one specific Ubuntu release, I declared it the perfect Linux distro. And I meant it. it. Ubuntu is not a bad thing. It's not a bad distro. It's had its bumps, you know, its ups and downs. It's, well, shoot, its fair share of, of failed projects and, and weird little detours that were ill-advised. Uh, <coughs> Unity, upstart. Uh, Ubuntu for TV, uh, Mirror. Uh, you could kind of go on and on about the various failed projects and issues that Ubuntu has had. Or how about how about <laughs> integrating uh, Amazon search results into the Unity dashboard? I mean, there's just been so many weird things they've done. <clears throat> but despite all of that, the team has still put together what has been, for the most part, a consistently polished experience. It's been a good distro. And since Ubuntu came out, uh, it, was it 2004? Uh, shoot, I don't even have that in front of me. I should remember this. 2006? 2006? No, no, 2004. 2004 is when Ubuntu came out. And when 2000, <clears throat> when Ubuntu came out in 2004, it, it was not the king of Linux distributions, right? It was just an Ubuntu or a Debian-based distro. It was it was touted as basically a sane defaults version of Debian. It was Debian that was all set up for you with uh, some of the best packages pre-selected, and it was ready to go. That's what it was. It was Debian plus GNOME, and it was nice. It was a nice... Uh, it was a nice, simple brown distribution, and it, it was great. It was great. It was just a good, it was a good, solid Linux Debian distro. By the very next year, by, by the end of, 20, of 2005, it was the king. It, it shot it just, just meteorically. It shot like a firework into the sky. Its market share went from not to, whoa, where the heck did that come from, overnight. And it deserved it. It really did. It was a fantastic distribution. Wasn't perfect. Wasn't for everyone. But it was excellent. And it stayed near the top or at the top, depending on how you measure things, which gets a little tricky, since then. I mean, it really has. I mean, heck, if you you count together, if you count Ubuntu as Ubuntu plus all of the Ubuntu base distribution. So all the, 
you know, Kubuntu, Lubuntu, Zubuntu, Ubuntu Mate, all the different, you know, distributions that they've got. And you add into that all the Ubuntu based distribution like Linux Mint. Ubuntu is clearly uh, is the king, right? But then again, if you measure things that way, you have to say that Debian has been the king the whole time because Ubuntu is just built on Debian. So let's just let's just narrow it in and look at core Ubuntu then, because because otherwise it just doesn't make sense. Otherwise, what we're really talking about is just a whole lot of Debian distribution. So let's just talk about core Ubuntu, Ubuntu itself. It has over the last two to two and a half years just dropped through the floor. Um, <clears throat> I got to give props to, uh, what's this website here? Boilingsteam.com. I, I hadn't been following Boilingsteam.com too closely, but uh, they did some great work here. Um, <clears throat> they put together a chart based on data from ProtonDB. And ProtonDB, they measure all sorts of Steam and Linux-related gaming, you know, because Proton and all that. And uh, the Boilingsteam.com website, took that data and broke it down <clears throat> month on month into uh, on a per distribution basis. And what is absolutely startlingly amazing, this chart is fantastic, they did a great job on it. Uh, what's amazing is you can see clearly how Ubuntu has gone from close to 50% market share of all Linux desktop gaming in 2019 to, what is it down to now? 15.5% as of like a, a month ago. That is a crazy huge drop. Crazy huge. It, it was the king. It dominated. I mean, it, it, was the, it was the biggest part of this chart in 2019. And that makes sense, right? Because, I mean, when Valve came out with Steam, it basically said, you know, hey, uh, you, you should use Ubuntu. Ubuntu is the, the kind of the, the target platform here. And then over the years since then, as Steam has started working well and people have made sure Steam works well just about everywhere. I mean, you know, Arch users and whatnot are all using Steam. And then, and then Valve themselves comes out. And they originally had their their Steam operating system based on Ubuntu. Now it's Arch. When they came out with the Steam Deck, they said, forget this Ubuntu thing. We're going with Arch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so so here we are. And it's it's way, way down there. What's really crazy, if you if you really zoom in on that chart. And I recommend you check it out. Either go to boilingsteam.com to check out the chart there, uh, or go to lunduke.substack.com. Uh, I'll try to put a, a link, blah, 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 in the notes. Um, but Ubuntu is no longer the top distro, or even number two. It's number three with a couple other distros coming behind it. The number one Linux gaming distro right now is Arch. By a long shot, Arch is currently dominating at 22.7% of the market. Now, this is for, for basically for hardcore gamers using Linux. They're using Arch. Now, who? what's the number two distro? Manjaro with 17.8% of the market share, which, again, Manjaro based on Arch. 
<laughs> Arch is the currently the undisputed king of Linux gaming. There's no other way to look at these numbers. I mean, this is just the reality of the world we live in. This is the craziness. Maybe that whole, by the way, I use Arch uh, marketing campaign that's been running for uh, 27 million years has finally paid off. Holy heavens. Ubuntu there at 15.5. What's really wild to me. So Pop! OS, which is based on Ubuntu, is trailing Ubuntu, but not by much. It's currently at 11.4%. Doing great. Linux Mint is behind that at 7.5. And uh, uh, Fedora has come out of nowhere recently and is up to 6.1% of Linux gamers. Holy heavens. Way to go, Fedora. Woo! Uh, and Endeavor. Endeavor is not doing too shabby either. Uh, this is this is mind-blowing to me that it's happening this quickly, right? Because it's it was always going to happen. Nothing lasts forever. The only constant is change. And that, that is true in every aspect of life, but, but it's definitely true in the software industry right? There's nothing that stays always the same. Uh, the best you can hope for in terms of stability is that someone comes along and becomes super entrenched and lasts for a few years longer than you'd expect, right? Uh, look, if you look through the history of computing, if you were alive during the 1970s and 1980s, you remember when the, the computing platforms were all jockeying for position. And it was, it really was, it was crazy. It was a wild time. And then, and then you ask which, which smartphone platform, which phone platform is currently dominant? Well, that, that changed as well when that started hitting. And which Linux distribution is dominant? Well, uh, it depends on which year you look at. I mean, is it Yggdrasil? That was kind of the king at one point. How about soft landing Linux? Yes, that was the king at one point. Red Hat? On the desktop, most people used Red Hat. There was a time when, if when you said Linux, I'm gonna I'm gonna run Linux on my computer, you meant Red Hat. There was a time that was the case. Now, you know, you never hear that because things change. The odds of Ubuntu staying on top of of the personal computer side of of Linux desktop usage. <clears throat> was was almost nil. I mean, it, it eventually had to end, but I was amazed at how quickly the drop-off has occurred. But perhaps I shouldn't have been. Perhaps I should not have been amazed, because again, when you look over the stats from years past, this is exactly what happens. The, the changes happen almost overnight. Uh, go back to, uh, <clears throat> let's see, what do we got here? Go back to 2005. From 2004 to 2005, Ubuntu went from, you know, a couple of percentage points to like 40% overnight. One year. And that's kind of what's happening now, but in reverse. Except not, not even that fast. Uh, Linux Mint. Linux Mint went from nothing in, let's see, in 2006 when Linux Mint came out, it was okay. Because Linux Mint, when it came out, it was Ubuntu plus Media Codex. And a lot of people don't remember that. But 
But Linux Mint's entire purpose for being was that back in 2006, it was a it was illegal to include MP3 codecs in your Linux distribution. It was it was illegal. You could not do it in in most countries, especially in the United States. It was not something you could do. So Linux Mint came along and included MP3 codecs, along with a bunch of other codecs and media playback tools that you weren't supposed to include. That was the whole point of Linux Mint. That's why it started. It started as a big, as a big uh, uh, impolite gesture to, uh, to the authorities. That's really how it started. By 2007, oh shoot, it was, it was rocking. It was rocking. It shot way up. What, what were we at here? Uh, I don't know, was it 10%, something like that? And then it stayed steady for a year or two. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere in 2011 and 2012, it shot way, way up. And for a short period of time, Linux Mint appeared to be the king. Or at least pretty close to it. But again, Linux Mint at that point was really just Ubuntu. Um, and a kind of it and Ubuntu jockeyed for position before Linux Mint fell back down and Ubuntu retook that definitive market share title. So these changes happen fast, really fast, really, really fast. So I, I shouldn't have been surprised that the Ubuntu drop was this quick. The question is, is will Ubuntu drop further? And I think the answer is yes, a little bit. But Ubuntu has a, a big fan base. It has, um, it has corporate backing of Canonical, um, which, you know, is going to be challenged a little bit uh, because, honestly, because Canonical can't do all that great if Ubuntu is not doing all that great. That's, that's, their, that's their key. Um, so I don't, I don't anticipate Ubuntu market share dropping below 10% of the, uh, of the Linux installed base anytime soon. But I don't also don't anticipate it going back up anytime soon. And a thing that I find interesting about all this is I and many other people have talked quite a bit about Canonical either going public, making a, a public stock offering, or selling the company outright to one of the bigger tech firms. I mean, shoot, how many times has Sousa sold itself uh, in the last five, ten years? Four times? Something like that? See, we did uh, Novell, uh, Attachmate, the Attachmate Group, um, uh, Microfocus, and then the EQT Partners Holding Firm. Uh, the, the, the EQT is this company that, that gobbles up everything <laughs> over in Europe. Uh, they make boot company. They, they own boot companies, really, seriously. Uh, banking companies. I think they have like a train station. Like they, they just buy a ton of companies and they bought, they bought Sousa, right? And so right now, right now, uh, Sousa is owned by this EQT Partners company. Um, but it's, it's sold a bunch of times, right? Um, uh, what else? Red Hat sold off to IBM. Uh, I mean, I mean, this, this sort of thing is just happening. And so Canonical was primed either to sell off to a big company, like, I don't know, like, a a, a Microsoft or a Cisco or, a or, a or something, right? Some, some company it was, it was primed for a buy-off, um, or to do a public offering. But a lot of that, a lot of that, a lot of what made, that a compelling offering was the really large, steady market share of Ubuntu. 
now it's tanking. Which means I don't think we're likely to see either an IPO or a sell-off anytime soon. If we do, the price will be significantly lower than what it could have been two or three years ago. So that's kind of a bummer for uh, Mark Shuttleworth and the Canonical crew. Um, if I were them, I would not sell off or go public right now. I would wait and try and try and turn things around market share wise or try and come up with some other cash cow uh, because that that's that's a problem. That's a really big problem. Um, now, now we've been talking about about gamers, right? The proton DB statistics. So what we're really talking about is market share among gamers, but that only measures a small portion of of the market share, right? Because uh, not everyone's gamers. Well, while gamers really do show <clears throat> the general direction of, a, of an operating system, it's still not everything. Uh, so we really have to look at other ways of measuring this. And that's when things start to get really, really tricky in a hurry. Measuring market share of Linux distributions is notoriously difficult, extremely difficult. And part of the problem for that is there's no one there's no one way that you can measure all of them in the same way. Right. So, like, for example, <clears throat> Fedora versus Sousa, which one has more market share? Well, they both measure their their market share differently um same with you know debian and 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 mandriva and everyone else some some of these distros measure things based on how many times their isos and their installation media have been downloaded okay fair some of them measure things based on how many unique ip addresses hit the uh repositories and update servers well that that's reasonable but they're very different. They're diff different ways of measuring that sort of thing. Um, there's also, hold on a second here. I've got, well, my, I, I'm looking at my page here and I just scrolled way too far. Um, uh, we also could look at uh, Google search trends, website stats, um, traffic to articles and videos about the given distros, distro watch which is not measuring anything in terms of market share it just measures literally the popularity of the pages for a given distro on distrowatch.com which basically means you're measuring the popularity of a distro on the on one website the only thing interesting there is you can measure stats over time um and Actually, the stats over time really is only interesting for from DistroWatch because it's been around for so many years. I have used it a lot in various shows I've done because there's no there's no consistency in the measuring of Linux distribution user bases. There just really isn't. Um, I mean, heck, you could you almost get a better number if you just go by your gut feeling. <laughs> Or or going to a conference and just happening to notice what distribution people are running or talking about, right? It's it's really difficult. And because because there's no one consistent way, and every distro uses different methodologies, and some distros change the way they report their numbers, if they report them at all, from month to month or week to week. And so there's no consistent way to do it. So what you really end up having to do is combine 
everything together to get a rough feel for the way things are trending. And things are not trending well on the Ubuntu side. That is a given. Um, uh, Within, let's say, the Lunduk Journal community, there are Ubuntu users. And they love using Ubuntu, and there is nothing wrong with that at all. But they are becoming increasingly the minority. Arch users are, by and large, dominating Ubuntu users just in in sheer representation, and not just because they're speaking about it. Just just in in conversations about how to perform specific tasks using Linux, Arch is coming up more and more and more often. In fact, I hear I hear Debian come up a lot more than Ubuntu itself, which is which is interesting. Um, also, you know, just looking at general chit chat and the way the industry is going, Steam abandoned Ubuntu for for their Steam Deck. They went with Arch. Um, people are talking a lot about that. People are talking a lot about Fedora lately, uh, which is earned. Fedora is a great distribution, uh, but it's it's a lot less chatter about Ubuntu than in years past. Also, a really interesting way way to to kind of look at the at the market share is the excitement people have in reading articles and watching videos and listening to podcasts specifically about a given distro, right? There was a time when if I wrote an an article about Ubuntu for Network World or Linux Journal or whatever, it was guaranteed to see a spike in readers, a spike in viewers, it was going to be a significantly larger spike than any other distribution. It was really noticeable. It was a thing. Ask any Linux journalist <clears throat> that worked over the last, uh, say, 15 years. Covering Ubuntu meant eyeballs on your article. It just always did. And it could be the most boring article. But if it had Ubuntu in the title, you were guaranteed an extra 20,000 views minimum just by putting the darn word in the title. <laughs> it's true. I could write I could write a review of Fedora Core or OpenSUSE or Mandriva. No, those, you know, those would do okay. Review of Ubuntu. Bump up to the moon, baby. That's how it worked. That's not the case anymore. Nowadays, it's just not the case. There's no one singular Linux distribution that holds that mystique where if you write an article about it, you're assured that uh, that giant spike in readership, right? Now it's more spread out. Ubuntu does pretty well. Arch does pretty well. Uh, honestly, Fedora does pretty well. SUSE not, does not do so well. Um, in terms of like generating interest, it, it really doesn't. Um, it, it, it was doing better for a while. Um, it's not doing as good anymore uh, in terms of generating that sort of buzz. But there's a number of distros that that do pretty well in that regard. Uh, Pop OS actually doesn't do too badly. Uh, it seems like it's it's kind of on the up and up in terms of of generating buzz as well. But Ubuntu, the proper just Ubuntu release, just isn't isn't getting the eyeballs that it once was. It, it, it's really it's really the case. 
So we can see this happening. We can all feel it happening. And the numbers that we do have, what few numbers we do have, right? DistroWatch, right? Ubuntu is no longer the top dog. In fact, Ubuntu isn't even top five. It's not. It's, I think it's number six on DistroWatch. Um, and, and in terms of the ProtonDB rankings, Ubuntu is sitting at a, a good solid number three and dropping. Well, so this is happening. This is happening. Ubuntu is tanking. Um, but this could be a good kick in the pants for Ubuntu, right? Because not, not every, you can't go very long without a stumble. Whether you're running a business or you're an artist or a musician or anything, eventually you're going to make a mistake. Eventually someone's going to come along and do what you do only better. And everyone experiences this. Every single person, business, everything. <clears throat> Those moments are the kick in the pants moments, right? It lights a fire under your butt to get out there and do better. And I think I think Ubuntu has needed this for quite some time. I think, <clears throat> excuse me, I think Ubuntu has lost sight of what made Ubuntu so popular in the first place. And my hope is that this will be a good enough kick in the pants to make them sit down and reevaluate, to look back over the, the, the glorious history of Ubuntu. They've done some great work and say, okay, where did we get the best coverage? Where did we see the biggest spikes in our usability, right? Or in our, in our user base. And what were we doing compared to the rest of the industry? And I, I think that I think the answer to that is obvious. They made a polished release based on the exact same stuff that everyone else was putting out. They just did a good job of polishing. <coughs> Goodness. Man, the allergies are bad right now. I'm in central Texas right now, and my allergies are just hideously bad. I... I, I am the stereotypical 1980s nerd. I got my glasses and my, my allergies and I got my rescue inhaler. <laughs> I got the works, man. Oh, man. I, 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 am, I am keyed up to be a nerdy stereotype in a 1980s romantic comedy. <laughs> I just am. Oh, but anyway, I, so I'm, I, I am hopeful. When I look at the Ubuntu market share, I am hopeful for what the future holds for Ubuntu because they needed this kick in the pants, right? Now, if they choose to ignore this and let's say they, they keep going in a direction that clearly is not working for them, they keep pushing the snaps and everything else that nobody seems to like. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much longer they can hold on to even a 10% market share, which is a bummer, which is a bummer. Um, anyway, uh, so it, this is just kind of an interesting thing to note. It's an interesting moment in Linux history. Um, also, congratulations to Arch users. Apparently, you guys were right all along. <laughs> so many people can say they use Arch now. Uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. Um, 
Anyway, uh, thank you to all the subscribers. Uh, if you if you are not currently subscriber, go on over to lunduke.substack.com or lunduke.locals.com and sign up. Uh, there's no, I don't take any corporate advertising, no corporate marketing, none of that stuff happens here at the Lunduke Journal. Uh, it is entirely supported by subscribers like you, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't be more grateful. So thank you so much for for all that you do to keep the lights on here at the Lunduke Journal and to keep this going because uh man could not do it without you. So uh tons of free ebooks. Uh, 10 of them I think is what we're at now with more coming. Uh we're up to four video games also with more coming. Lots of uh exclusive articles, exclusive podcasts. If you're listening to this and you want all of the podcasts, you got to go sign up and subscribe to the Lunduke Journal. Again, lunduke.substack.com will get you there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I hope you guys are having a great day. I hope I hope you get to do something truly nerdy today, like install Arch. You probably will. <laughs> Just going on odds. Anyway, I love you all, and I will talk to you a little bit later.